0: to Still Buffering, A Cross-Generational Guide to the Culture That Made Us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Cindy McRoy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
2: Uh, it's been a, a big um, week of news for uh, Swifties like you, Riley. Yeah, it has. I've paid attention. Have you? And am aware. What do mm-hmm. you know? Taylor Swift uh, is dating a football man.
0: Not just any football man. Travis Kelsey.
2: Yes, he is a football man
0: <laughs> who also has a podcast with his brother who is also a football man.
1: Oh, Venus. football men podcast.
2: Yeah. Is that what it's called? Probably. Yep, yep. Uh, football yeah. men podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what? That would be very popular as a title. Yeah. Like it. there there are people like our father who would type in like football <laughs> football man man podcast. podcast. And then they uh, would come up and yep. it'd be like, oh, this is for me. This is, this is for me. <laughs> football man. Football man.
0: Um, yeah, they're both NFL players, which is kind of crazy. Um, they played each other in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. but
2: I uh, Okay. Yeah. Now that rings a bell because dad cried about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. their mom came <laughs> and she wore
0: a jacket. <laughs> one of them plays for the Eagles and one of them plays for Kansas City. So she it's wore like a- the
2: Civil War <laughs>
1: <League> football. <laughs>
0: she made a jacket that was like... Half green and half red, and like had one Mm -hmm. of their numbers on one side and the other one on the other. Um, Yeah, and Dad
2: talked about how hard that would be. Yeah, like yes, I remember that part. I only remember it because I remember Dad getting really emotional, and they hugged at the end. And he, when he saw them hugging, he started crying. Yeah, (laughs) that was. I I don't know which one won. um, Travis Kelsey won. Kids at City won.
0: (laughs) Taylor Swift's boyfriend. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's how that's how people are referring to him on the internet now It's just really funny to me that now we're you know instead of like football players who we don't know their partners we just talk like and say like oh that's so-and-so's wife or girlfriend or whatever and that's a sports guy and he's famous i don't know who that is now it's like nope you're reduced to taylor swift's boyfriend
2: <laughs> yeah i saw a lot of tiktoks about like how to really make your what you're the football lover in your life angry mm-hmm. like did you hear how famous that football player is getting mm-hmm. now that he's dating Taylor swift which is
0: true he is like <laughs> i saw that uh searches for him or like purchases of his jersey or something went up by like 400 percent after this weekend
2: <laughs> yes uh yeah yeah, and I saw there was something where, like, they asked Bill Belichick what he felt about it, and I was like, what is this world we're living in where they're, like, asking football coaches, like, what do you think of that football man dating Taylor Swift? Did you see <laughs> Bill Belichick's answer? <laughs> yes. So
0: he's made a lot of big catches in his career, and this is the biggest. Like, all right.
2: <laughs> Which also is something our dad would say. hmm hmm I know. Yeah. I mean, how do you... Like, are you supportive of her new relationship or...
0: Yeah, I try to stay in the safe, non, like, creepy area where, like, like, if she's happy, that's cool, as long as she keeps making music and, like, enjoying her career,
2: cool. I don't want to, like... I'm, you try to stay I do. in the non-creepy well, area. <laughs> it's so
0: easy to be like, yeah, it's so exciting. Like, look at them. They hung out here and there are reports of them hanging out here and she met his mom and apparently they've been secretly hanging out for a couple weeks. This wasn't their first time hanging out. But I don't want to be like, you know, weird. I don't know if it's they're actually dating. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it would be I, very cute I mean, if they are. He pursued her. And a source online said that she liked that. So.
2: Well, we all know that we can trust a source online. Yep. They're always telling us the truth.
0: Yep. He did make her a friendship bracelet with his number on it.
2: Did he really make it? Mm Mm-hmm. To take to her concert? Or does he have people for that? Well, he said he made it on his podcast.
0: I guess. (laughs) I guess if you were like the assistant for an NFL player, you could say, yeah, I'll do that if they ask you to make a
2: friendship bracelet. I don't know if he made it or not. How much this just okay. if let's say you're the assistant who had to make that friendship bracelet. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know. I have. I'm just theorizing here. This is a hypothetical. And like so you made the friendship bracelet for Taylor Swift. You have to take that secret with you to the grave. You can't ever reveal that he didn't make it. You have to forever keep that secret that you made the friendship bracelet that football man gave to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. How much do you have to get paid? <laughs> <laughs> a good this, amount. I mean, this is like a the generalizable question. You know what I mean? Like some of those personal assistants must know some stuff.
0: One one of those personal assistants has been managing a calendar where there may or may not have been meetings with Taylor Swift before this Right?
2: or vice versa. Tell Taylor anybody. Swift's person who was yeah. managing the calendar that had the meetings with Football Man. Yeah, can't tell Taylor. Are you Taylor looks like he's formulating a number. <laughs> No, I'm thinking in dollars right now, like, well, how much would that cost?
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I think I'm thinking that like, this is it's Taylor Swift. This is I, I feel like whoever we will, we will never know who she's actually dating. Whoever she's dating publicly is part of some sort of some sort of riddle that she's she's laying out. This mm. is nothing that nothing, nothing that has been revealed to us is real. I don't I don't.
2: I oh, it's, does it's, she did, now did she ever do a football themed album?
1: What what's his number? And if you divide it by three, does it does it equal something well, that if you multiply, like I'm sorry, I just don't, oh, <laughs> I don't think it's real. Now, I don't think it's real. Now
0: on her on her first album, her very first album, she has a song called Mary's Song and there's a line where she's talking about like being with someone when they're old and she says, You'll be eighty seven, I'll be eighty nine And his number is 87 and she is about to come out with 1989. But that's just, that's a coincidence. I just keep seeing everyone online talking about it.
2: (laughs) No, you don't think the relationship is fake, do you? I I don't think think so. I don't think Taylor has time for that. I think that's all she has time for. (laughs) She's in the middle of a worldwide tour. (laughs) I feel like I feel like that if she was like, if if she came out and was like, it was all just to publicize, blah, 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 haha, ha, like it was part of the thing. Did you decode it? Whatever. I feel like her fans would feel kind of betrayed by that. I don't what? think she'd do that because that would be like a step too far. Like, oh, that's weird. After you faked a relationship. After how much heat she got for just being seen
0: hanging out with Maddie Healy those couple times, I don't think she would like risk being seen with someone unless she actually was like with them.
1: Well, no, but I think that that was her last relationship. And so it would make sense for her to have some sort of like distraction from that. And also if it plays into her next album, I don't know. I think that she's doing her mastermind thing. I think that's what she always does. Do you no. I think anything we've been allowed to know about her is stuff we've been allowed to know about her.
0: No, I don't Do want to, think- I don't want to reduce her music to relationships.
1: Um, no, but, I don't reduce her music to relationships. I'm just saying no, that I think the that music anything is already that there. Is, yeah, anything yeah, that's her next album is a re-release. Us, it's something she's thought through. If we if we're aware of it,
2: I I well yeah, I don't think she she's not naive. She that's does not. Why, that's why people she, were yeah. saying they had to
0: have hung out at some point. This had to have been going on at some point. If we're seeing them together in public, it can't be the first time they're meeting. And she doesn't know anything about him she is being seen with him in public in front of
2: millions of people. Do you think like, I mean, at that level, do you have to get background checks on potential suitors? Maybe. I mean, did you
0: see, did you see this clothing set he was wearing after no. the game? The
2: You mean his football uniform? No, no, no. When they left the game, the outfit <laughs> he was wearing.
0: Cause like, it's a thing like football <laughs> players will wear like the nice like outfits, like to and from the games. Oh, um, I didn't know that. He was wearing an outfit on his way out that was like a matching denim two piece set that was blue and white. And the name of the set online is the 1989 bedroom watercolor something, something set. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't
2: know. They, they both well, were born in that year. So there may just the be some. Like, two teams of really smart PR people who are like, if these two are going to date, we are going to make everything out of this we possibly can. I mean, it may yeah. just be that. Like, they're dating and they're surrounded by clever publicists who are like, we know exactly how to make this gigantic. Yeah. On a side mm-hmm. note, um, I want to show you all... You can't see this, but you all can describe what's happening. I'm wearing a f- fleece zip-up and then I hold this button and... Oh no, my battery pack's out. I can't show you. This turns on and makes me hot. It warms up. Yeah, it warms up. Oh, that's nice. My sw- my sweatshirt warms up. That's nice. It's it's an elect. It's like an electric blanket, but it's a fleece.
1: I hope that uh, that sounds nice. I hope there's not a fire hazard concern for that.
2: That's, that's what, what I was I'm thinking. <laughs> well, now, don't tell me that.
1: I swear about it.
2: I, I mean, I wear it Electric while I'm awake.
1: catch on fire. Yeah, don't fall asleep in that.
2: I I don't. It just I'm always cold everywhere I go. And Justin got me this. It's heated on the inside. I'm very excited to wear it for the for the next um six months. <laughs> hey, it's back every up. day. It's getting back up to
0: eighty here. I don't know about you all, but I had fall clothes out for two days. Put them
2: right back away. I don't know. It was long enough to make my garden look pretty ragged. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought I, I thought it was important that we give you a chance to um, talk about how you feel about the newest Taylor Swift news, because it, it like somehow I don't know what ha- I don't get a lot of Taylor Swift news on my TikTok normally, but something happened where it like that was all that dominated my TikTok algorithm. It listened so I don't know to if, you. I, well, I don't know if it thought I was interested or if it's just all the people that I follow already were, like, interested. It's also
0: possible except, that's just all that was on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok well, was UK. only Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's definitely specific because I, I was not I, I got a couple of that like kind of stuff, but I don't, mm-hmm. there was other stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of videos of 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 cats, speaking of which, my cat is screaming, uh, being doofuses, set to that sound tone of Lynn saying, look at my son. <laughs> and that, that's what my TikTok was for the whole weekend.
0: <laughs> I have gotten a couple of those. I was on it last night before I went to bed. I got several of those in a row.
1: <laughs> that's like that's uh, Now I just, anytime Jack's doing anything, I just look at him and go, look at my son. <laughs> and he's like, what is this? <laughs> so
2: yeah nice. i sent you all a cat tiktok you didn't respond that's all right
0: yeah. i think the problem mm-hmm. with sending tiktoks is that because i do it too i send it and then or i receive it and then i watch it and i go huh that's funny yeah and then i forget to like translate that to message
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> look at like, my son <laughs> <laughs> Brian he is
1: not the word
2: you look so angry I know he looks involved. so pissed he's like "Get! what are you doing let me down <laughs>
1: he's used to hearing this like 20 times a day now <laughs> just walk up to him and assault him saying, look at my son yeah that's that's fine do that I,
0: I have seen several of those <laughs> I saw one where a cat got his head stuck in like the crumbs at the bottom of a treat jar and he was yeah. trying to shake it off and get it off and then it came off and he just got the crumbs everywhere it's all over his head <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I I, like I realize you know that's, you know there's this perception that like cats are like super smart and like dogs are dumb and like cat people like love their like cats because they're mean and they they don't they don't love them and like it's not it's yeah. not the case like dog people will watch their dog do something stupid and be like haha my dog he's so stupid whatever. A cat person will watch their cat do something incredibly dumb and say, that is my child. I love (laughs) him. He's smart. He connects with my soul. He's my one and only. That is my, that is, that is my cat. That's the, the the animals are the same across the board. Mm -hmm. It's just the way you perceive them.
2: I know my cat gets in the shower with me now. Oh, and, but she sits far in the corner so she doesn't get wet. And like, she's, mad about it. Like, why is there water in here? But she won't. Yeah. But she always follows me into the shower.
1: Uh, it, Jack just paces back and forth outside. When I, I take baths like, one, like once a week. I take like a real bath. But he does not like that at all. He just paces back and forth outside of the bath. Like, you're in water. We I know water is bad. Water is definitely <laughs> bad. You're doing a stupid thing. And he just paces back and forth. And Get screams. out of there. What are you doing? It's <laughs> definitely a bad idea. And I'm just like, oh, Oh, look at my
0: son. <laughs> I just have these animals that yell at me every time I touch a plastic bag because they think it's food yeah, well. for them. <laughs>
1: Carrot driven animals. I don't know. what <laughs> very specific they've, brand.
0: They've started doing the thing that cats do where like sometimes you'll catch them kind of looking around with their mouth just a little bit open and their tongue yeah. just a little bit out. Now they do that. And I don't really know why, but it's it's very it's very cute. Just a little I, bit of a I like tongue.
2: I mm-hmm. Well,
0: we need to talk about
2: your That's, album, Riley. Yeah.
0: Continuing on. Well, not on, your album. Yeah. My album that I wrote and produced mm-hmm. and published. Um, no. Uh, another Taylor Swift adjacent topic. Um, Olivia Rodrigo
2: and her album Guts i didn't realize how often in my house i had already heard a song from that album oh which one um uh vampire my children have been singing it yeah uh explicit lyrics and all for uh, i mean i guess since the album came out i don't know i that song came
0: out before the album that was a single um i remember that now that you say that last time i was home cooper singing that and i was like wait a minute (laughs)
2: What are, what are you singing? <laughs> I I know. Well, and she sings it with such like she really gets into it and so like that f bomb drops hard. <laughs> there is a clean
0: version, but if she already knows the,
2: you know, f bomb then I don't know if you're replacing it. Yeah, I'm assuming that when she performed this song live, she did the clean version Dream Crusher instead mm. of Fame yeah that's the other thing like that's that it's not just that there's an f-bomb it's specifically the what what that phrase means and i don't know how to explain like let's not say it this way yeah <laughs> i mean there's no explanation for that I, and both charlie and cooper will just sit there wailing it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> they, just, they don't even know
0: they just, they're following the words no um Yeah, so that and Bad Idea Right both were singles that came out before the album, Um, but the entire album just came out, I think, close to the beginning of September, Um, I think about three weeks ago now. Um, Yeah, it's her second album. We talked about Sour before. That was her first album. Um, This is her second one. And I also, Taylor Swift adjacent. as we continue to talk about her, you can't talk about her and not talk about Taylor Swift because there's supposed to drama there. It's a whole thing. Um, I think Ticketmaster got their stuff together after Taylor Swift, um, before Olivia Rodrigo, because I got tickets for her tour, and it was the easiest process of my life that took less than five minutes. Hmm. So, I don't know. They got their stuff together before her tour,
2: I guess. After what? Taylor Swift, but it is so. Do people still think there's beef there because of the whole like songwriting credit? Yeah, fiasco.
0: Because okay. she had a song in her last album. I think it was Deja Vu that a lot of people said sounded similar to a Taylor Swift song. Um, and she just, without saying anything, just credited Taylor Swift as a songwriter on it. So now Taylor Swift mm-hmm. gets royalties for it. Um, after that, she didn't like go to the Eras tour and the the drama that was supposedly between her and Sabrina Carpenter and the boy. That was on the last yes. album, um, right? Sabrina Carpenter opened for Taylor Swift and all of her, um,
2: Mexico oh, so people shows. People are just people are just assuming,
0: yeah. But they were at the VMAs and Taylor Swift was loudly cheering for Olivia Rodrigo and I don't
2: know, right? Shit, because she did the thing with the fake stage collapse or whatever.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of TikToks about that. People feel very strongly about that. Really, like. Not banned.
2: Oh, they thought it was bad
0: or something? They were just like, What is going on? A lot of people were laughing like because real? They, they zoomed in on Selena Gomez's face at one point watching that and she was just kinda looking mm-hmm. around like what what? <laughs> she did not look entertained. Um,
2: but yeah. It did it did look like I saw I didn't watch it when it happened, but I did see some TikToks about it. And I will say that like it 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 was confusing for a second. Mm-hmm. It was so real. It didn't look like an act or like staged for a second. It looked like, oh, wait. Yeah, I agree. Which Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's what she wanted. Like she wanted the audience to get confused. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I connect with that. No, I get that. I get that like sometimes if people feel like confused and uncertain about you and not sure what is going to happen next, like that can be, uh, advantageous. Yeah. Keep them guessing. (laughs) So I don't necessarily Um, think that's a problem. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, this is her second album. I do want to say there are four songs that I've not heard that are on this album. Um, that I assume are on the deluxe version that has yet to be released. Um but they the there are four colors of the vinyl that came out and at the end of the vinyl, every edition, if you wait like a full minute after the end of the last song, one of the songs that is on the deluxe version starts playing. Uh, But each one has a different one. Yeah. They all have secret songs. So people have been posting them. Yeah. Yeah, people have been posting them on TikTok, like snippets. Um, but, yeah, you can't listen to them together. I guess unless how, you buy all the vinyls and then just skip to the end on all of them.
2: Yeah, that's how secret songs used to happen. Yeah. You used to have to let the CD keep playing or the cassette tape, you know. Yeah. Well, Or I assume vinyl, but like vinyl came back. Like I wasn't vinyl wasn't big when i was, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean like i had like little teeny records when i was little little but the first media i bought was on cassette. So yeah. Vinyl vinyl came back. Well,
0: you know, a lot and of And now people... it's very
2: cool to say like vinyl has a sound mm-hmm. that nothing else can replicate.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of people um have been saying that that is have been talking about how that's like old school secret songs um but her album also kind of has like a, I mean, in my opinion, almost like a, an early 2000s, like late 90s kind of feel music wise, it has like a, kind of
2: like Avril uh-huh. Lavigne, like punk yes. pop. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly. Yes, that is exactly what I thought listening to it. Um, It's funny. Justin was listening to it when I was and he he said something that I said, you realize how like old man you sound when you say this. He said... I feel like I could hang out with Olivia Rodrigo's parents (laughs) and we'd be friends. And I was like, uh, why? And he said, you can tell that she grew up listening to good music Mm -hmm. because you can hear it in her music. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, definitely there's Avril Lavigne in there, but it's a lot of the 90s like semi-sonic like a lot of the i i, I hear ever clear in there sometimes like i don't mean specific songs i'm mm-hmm. not trying to say like this isn't a paramour yeah. situation i'm saying i hear that that musical influence there's a guitar thing where it's real high pitched that was in a lot of music back in the 90s do you know what i'm talking about taylor
1: yeah, no, she definitely takes a lot of notes from, I mean, I think definitely 90s more than 2000s. Like, There's mm-hmm. some, some garbage notes, yeah. there's some like garage rock kind of feel, and, and it doesn't, I, I feel bad for how much she gets accused of copying, because it's just like, well, this was what everyone was doing. She's just reaching back to that specific time period where there's like fuzzy guitars, and, yes, you know, like, I think a lot of her songs have that, where it's like, you know even like the um the 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 I Want Him Back song the like mm-hmm. the speaking talking like somebody mm-hmm. compared that to like a I think it was like a Butthole Surfer song but like oh it's the same thing it's like no that was just a style of songs back in the 90s that like was popular mm-hmm. you know you had a yeah. kind of a spoken word on beat chorus and then you had like a fuzzy guitar like through exactly. line and and that she did that and like like you can't accuse somebody of copying that it's just it's just a, a style a lot of music of, that's out of date
2: mm-hmm. exactly a lot of music had that kind of I, I fuzzy guitar is the right way to that is exactly mm-hmm. what it is like it the it doesn't um i think a lot of music today is a lot like cleaner and more polished and in the 90s i mean we're still like we're moving away from grunge but grunge was still very like present in that kind of music And that's, I mean, that's exactly what it was. It wasn't clean and polished. It wasn't studio. It wasn't like packaged. It it was supposed to feel like you were in a garage with a band listening to them record their first demo. And that was, you know, that was the vibe. And you can feel that. And not every one of her songs, you know, but a lot of it. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting to me because it reminds me of that. The Miley Cyrus album that we listened to not too long ago, Mm -hmm. where... I felt like every song I could say, like, oh, that's clearly a Blondie nod. Like, that's clearly, like, a, you know, that's got, like, a, a, a pickup from, like, The Pretenders or something. Like, she's mm-hmm. clearly referencing, like, late 80s music, and that was not called copying, but because Olivia Rodrigo is, co- is quote-unquote, copying music from, like, more recent times, it's viewed as, like, not okay. Yeah, it's weird. Like, that's it's, it's, I- it, it's, it's, one's, can't, one can't be okay and the other one's not okay. Like,
2: yeah. Well, I I agree with you completely. I think I think the problem and I think she's I mean, obviously she's extremely successful so it hasn't hurt her, but I think when it comes to people making those comments and looking for those comparisons, I think it really boils down to that one song. Um, you know, the the the, the Paramore one. The Paramore one. Yeah. Yes. So- I, I I I mean that That one, someone who listened to it should have looked at her and said, you're going to get some pushback because this sounds so similar. The chorus is so similar and people are going to call you out for that. And we should discuss ahead of time how we're going to deal with it, because I think there was such like an outcry. Now people are looking for that. Now people are listening to her music, trying to find like, oh, you just stole this. And I think that sucks because... I really think it was just that one song Mm -hmm. that I listened to and went, ah, that's really super similar. I don't think any of the other songs do. I don't, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift's music way better than I do. Obviously Riley, I didn't listen to any other song and think like, well, it sounds like a Taylor Swift song.
0: No, that one that people said was similar is like how you're talking about Tay, like just the spoken word thing was like a common way of making music. Like the reason people said they were similar is because the chorus had like of the songs, of the Taylor Swift song and the Olivia Rodrigo song had the sung chorus and then almost like a yelled, like refrain in the background. Um, that was like the big part of the chorus, um, and the bridge. And they both had that. And that was kind of it. Yeah. See,
2: I don't, I, and I think, I think at that point, my guess is she probably just had to like, whatever anybody said, roll with it to try to get the noise to die down so that people stop getting mad at her. Yeah. Um, I I mean I I it's funny you said Avril Lavigne. There are moments in this album that remind me very strongly of the Avril Lavigne vibe, but not like I'm not in a way that I would think like oh she stole. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's just like yeah, it's that vibe. Yeah. I think that's what the music is. It's that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, but that I I don't know. I feel I feel bad because I feel like she's going to continue to get flack for that. I don't know. People will forget eventually. I mean, you know, there's always a there's always a time limit on these things. Um, well, and I will say that the people who are complaining, I would guess, this would be my guess. Yeah. Are more people from like my generation?
1: No. You know, oh. yeah.
2: You don't think so? You don't think it's older people who are complaining while younger people are just jamming?
1: I have a hard time believing that just because like
2: Maybe not as old as me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I just feel like, like, I don't know. I mean, I, sampling was part of what we understood as part of music. Like, yeah, like that's a lot of music sounds the same. And then a lot of music like samples a certain elements from other music. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's a specific audience that likes to, you know, tear young women down no matter what they do. <laughs> well, there's that.
0: Yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking was kind of, I don't know if it is because her target audience, which I would guess is, like, my age and usually even younger, honestly, than me. I would have thought Um, even
2: younger than you, too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm on the older end of her, like, fans, um, Mm -hmm. which feels odd, (laughs) but I I do think that most people that listen to her, because, I mean, she's younger than me. She's 20, so, I mean most people that are listening to her are probably younger than her um but i don't know if it's just because we wouldn't have those connections to make like i i didn't think to make that connection to misery business on the first album because i had heard that song before but it was not something i listened to like a lot that song was one i listened to much more on the olivia rodrigo album than paramore um and maybe it's just you know there's my generation and younger who's listening to all this music like not really recognizing a specific sound it sounds like just thinking like oh this sounds kind of old school but then you know people slightly older that might listen because they see it's going popular like wait a minute well that's just not old school it sounds like this it's not like a not like a uh, you're copying way but almost like here are the references you're looking for. This is not just, like, well, gen- general 90s. Here are bands that if you like that sound and you're listening to that sound, do sound like that.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, um... Like, skinny jeans, right? Like, we all, like, I, I hear every day, like, I get another TikTok about, like, skinny jeans are bad and ugly and everybody hates them. I'm, like, I, I still wear them. I don't care. And then if I saw, like, some, like... 25-year-old wearing skinny jeans and being like, yeah, this is the cool new thing. I'd be like, thank you. I did never put them down. I never got rid of them. But I'm glad that, like, the young people are no longer telling me that I can't wear these. That's how I feel when I hear, like, the grunge beats and, like, the the stuff that sounds like garbage or whole or, mm-hmm. or you know, like, the stuff that I loved. Like, I never stopped loving that music. I never stopped listening to that music. It it was cool for a minute. Then it stopped being cool. And every female musician for a while was super duper pop. And then it was kind of like this sort of romantic, like country influenced pop that was the thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And now hearing like a, you know, a return back to the stuff that first, influenced, I was like, oh, that's great. I love that. I love that for me because that's more music for me. And I love that it's not, I don't get ridiculed for liking the things I like. So it's, it's weird to to think that it would be old people that'd be like, oh no, you're copying <laughs> like Yeah, like, yeah no, thank you, thank you. I could I, I enjoy this more than than a lot of the stuff that, you know, is popular.
2: Well, yeah. and I wonder too, even though I do think it would be older people who would recognize those influences more readily, right? Like we live through that, so of course we're gonna recognize it. Um TikTok plays a big part in that whole thing. I heard the song and thought, that reminds me of that other song. And that was as far as my brain went until TikTok played nonstop people who were melding the songs together and running them side by side. Mm -hmm. And like, how many of those did you see people who were like, look how similar? Oh, my gosh, they're the same. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And like when you have that. Sort of just repeating and repeating and like, like it gets louder and louder. And then you're going to have some set of some subset of those people who are going to go, that's not cool. That's wrong. I'm mad now. I feel outrage about this thing that has nothing to do with me and nobody really cares about, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it I mean, I think you're going to I feel bad because I think she probably suffered from some of that kind of echo chamber that we can get into. And this is not me hating on TikTok. I enjoy TikTok. I'm just (laughs) saying I, I think that it can do that. You can well, push it's, a narrative.
1: It's it's a narrative driven by people that don't understand how music works. Which is sure, again like yeah. it's TikTok, so it's very young people. Like yes. I, I have to remind myself constantly when I see things on the internet that I'm like, why are why do people think this? This is this is insane. I'm like, oh, because cause these people are twelve. <laughs> like these yes. people are young. <laughs> they don't have They're, a fully formed understanding of things. Their frontal uh, yeah. lobes
2: are still finishing <laughs>
1: well or I even mean, just like understand like a lot of music is cyclical like a lot of like a, like i don't know like the, the the doja cat song that's big right now the that has the walk on by mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. It's the line to it like that's that's a normal thing like it's it's normal for for music to reference yes that it, it itself and it and it's not always like like i don't know like it's not like oh i this is somebody stealing from another artist, I'm going to out them. It's like, no, that's just how music works, buddy. But it's okay that you don't know that because you're 10. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I forget that there are 10 year olds out there on the internet, being mad about things.
2: Well, and it Yeah, a lot of it, I think comes back to this music. I mean, as I was listening to this album, so many songs are like, a very honest, just sort of like, not not fanciful not looking back on things not nostalgic very just like at this moment almost like diary entries here's how i feel a lot of it is about like heartbreak and stuff like that the things that are big to you when you're younger not that they're not big when we're old but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're in that way that when you're 20 everything feels like the biggest deal and the most awful thing that's ever happened or the most wonderful thing and like they're all like that and To me, that's exactly the language you speak to teenagers. This is an album that very clearly will be loved by teenage girls and teenage boys, but like probably a lot of teenage girls Mm -hmm. and anything that is made not necessarily for, but will be loved by teenage girls will be hated by society. I mean, there were there's going to be a subset of people who make it their mission to hate on it and hate on its creator because that's what we do for the stuff that teenage girls love. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's like that. Remember that article we talked about it when that article came out that was like condemning "Jagged Little Pill" like twenty years after its release, talking yes. about how it's too basic, it's too simple, and like yeah. I think what you mean is it it it's too like it, it it's too relatable. Mm-hmm. Like it, people understand it, and that like I I. I I hate that idea that, oh, because you're young, your feelings don't matter. Because you're, you know, you're a young girl specifically. Like, your feelings are kind of silly and small. Like, those are your only feelings at this time of your life. And they're allowed to have relevance. mm
2: -hmm. Also, like, you don't want to be the 40-year-old pick-me-girl. Come on. Come on. (laughs) You don't (laughs) want to be the 20-year-old pick-me-girl. from another 40-year-old, like going back and saying, actually, that was bad music, and now I've realized (laughs) that.
1: Actually. I reconsidered what my 20-year-old lead guitarist boyfriend said about Mm -hmm. Jagged Little Pill, and I agree with him. No, no, like, like, I don't, I don't know, I I was, I was, I was literally contemplating this week when I was, talking to a friend about the pumpkin spice latte like why do people get so mad about it like why and and I don't know if it's just like I'm sorry that there are certain things that women enjoy that that like they will bring more pleasure to women than a man ever will but that's not a reason to hate them
2: (laughs) it's just stuff that women like isn't cool Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no it's just like it's mean, that's that's, women don't like me but they like this so I should hate this thing like that's a you problem buddy (laughs)
2: No, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, Charlie and Cooper loved it. I was kind of surprised how many songs they knew other than the vampire song, because mm-hmm. I thought like, well, that one uh, and then the um, "Seeing you tonight. Get him back or um, bad idea, right? Bad idea, right? Yeah. That one. I was, <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what the title is. Yeah, I had heard that sound on TikTok a ton. Yeah. So like, I recognized that immediately. I was like, oh, OK, I've heard. I, yeah, I've seen this on TikTok. Um, but Charlie and Cooper recognized several songs from it. I don't know where. I don't know how. They don't it's not like there's a radio <laughs> they're <laughs> listening to. They're not listening to KFM here. I don't know what I don't know how they're hearing these songs, but they were very into it. They were very excited. They did make me replay Vampire like ten times. Mm-hmm. So they could scream along to it. Um and I had to reiterate, like, don't sing that at school. <laughs> Please. Um <laughs> I could sing with Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I love those sounds. Like you said, Tay, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy because it's the music. And I don't know, I, I do think there's a there's always a risk when your music is like that. Like, I connect that music very strongly to a time of my life. And I do think some of that music isn't as popular today, because we do sort of crystallize it as like this was that time. And I don't know. There, there is always that risk when you make music like that. Like this is going to be very representative of 2023. Yeah. And I don't know. Or maybe people will reference it forever and it will continue to have its own life because of artists like her, you know, yeah. who will dig back into the past and pull this stuff out. And, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. And I will, if I have to listen to the girl's music, this is definitely. Much more preferable than that toilet thing everybody's listening to right now.
1: I don't. I don't know I don't want to know what that is.
2: Just give it a D toilet.
1: Oh, that's just like a. No, said that's a meme. Like, that's not. People no, are listening to it like a musician.
2: Oh, no, my children are listening to it. You can play it. <laughs> oh, well, that's. It. You can ask Alexa to have, play it and she'll play it.
1: <laughs> yeah toddlers like well i'm just saying <laughs> they're not i would not put them on the same level i think that's a disrespect to olivia rodrigo no, no i'm mean, not i'm saying that like <laughs> if i have to listen to my kids music this is great <laughs> yeah yeah well i i I mean she kind of mystifies me because like again like when i listen to like this album like the the first song what the the i guess i can't say the name the all-american b-word like american b word, like, All american Bleep. The, <laughs> Yeah, the the break into like the, that kind of fuzzy like rock guitar bit, like it's so satisfying. And it rem- mm-hmm. it does remind mm-hmm. me of a lot of the music that I loved growing up. And the music that I I mean, when I like a lot of the alternative like, I don't know, like the riot girl music like that kind of stuff, like that was not not mainstream. It was popular. It was maybe not like it it wasn't pop, but it was still popular. And I'm glad that there's that as an offset. Um mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Like, it makes sense as a rebuttal to a lot of the very clean, uh, formulaic pop music we've been getting for the last decade. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I just feel like this is the way things go. Like, you kind of have a, a ten- tendency towards that, and then you have a rebuttal that's a little bit grungier, a little bit messier, a little bit, like. Like this, which is great. And I mean, like the, 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 her willingness to take topics that are definitely meant for that specific age group. Like the, what is it? The Ballad of a Homeschool Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I that, like is, that one. Uh, yeah. And it, it's not, it's not done ironically. It's, she is singing specifically to her problems, her age group in a very like meaningful way. Like, I think that that's, that's an honesty that was lacking from music in the mainstream Mm it's good
2: yeah Yeah. there's an intimacy to it I, i think that um when it back when it was not so easy to share music back when it was harder to like spread music quickly all over and everybody listening to the same thing at the same time there was a little more intimacy to the experience of music and you would like buy a cd or a tape and sit together and listen to it because not everybody owned it and you couldn't like there was no file sharing yet napster was still not there <laughs> um and there is something about it that like it feels like when you're sitting at you know the ywca <laughs> listening to some local bands play then you know everybody and there's like 30 people in the room yeah. and there's something about that that is still i don't know that that like sharing music that way is still very powerful and of course like it's great that everybody can hear it at the same time i'm not saying like it was better than But there is something about that that is very intimate and it's nice to see that in music.
0: Well, I think this is written a lot more like, like an old school album you'd listen to all the way through instead of just a collection of songs that are going to go viral. Um, I mean, even the first song into the second song, the end of the first literally transitions into the beginning of the second. Like, yeah, all American bleep ends with the like walking (laughs) and the next one starts with the knocking on the door and the door opening. Like it's so like seamlessly connected. Um, It feels a lot more like something you're meant to sit down and listen to and almost feels like it has a progression of a story more than some other recent albums. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I also just love that it starts out with a song that is like half, this is what I should sound like as a 20 year old girl in the public eye in America in 2023 um i'm grateful i am sexy and i'm kind and i'm pretty and life is great and i'm you know whatever um but then just breaks into screaming but still saying those things like still saying like i know my age i know my place but screaming i love that it starts out with that that just it's so mm-hmm. much fun um and also there's a part yeah. where you just literally scream <laughs>
1: Well, I think then banking that with Teenage Dream, the last Mm -hmm. song, which is like, because it does, it makes it clear that she's aware that like, what I'm feeling is my age, like Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling is temporary. But like, like, when, when can I get past that? You know, Mm -hmm. if all of my feelings are, are, they don't matter because of my age, then when can I, when do my feelings matter? Right. Which Mm -hmm. is... Is exactly what you know that I think people would say about it, like, "Oh, you're you're young. This doesn't. This is only relevant for a very small window of people." Like, okay, then (laughs) when do my feelings matter?
0: I will say though, I think it's interesting that a lot of these songs are almost more relatable because we were talking about how our audience is even younger than me and younger than her. I think a lot of them and what they're talking about are probably even more relatable for people in my age group than younger people, like bad oh, idea yeah. right and like uh-huh. um get him back
2: get him back yeah like those are things that. that
0: like i mean young people are going to love listening to it like teenage girls mm-hmm. are going to love it and are going to yell it but the actual like things it's talking about i don't know if, if are quite meant for that age group or almost meant for older which is interesting because she's younger than me but again i guess if you grow up in the public eye, like that, you're probably exposed to a scene that is full of a lot more older people and almost
2: expected well, to act older. It's also what you want to be when you're a yeah. teenager. Yeah, you know that's true. There, there's a reason that like you you hit that like preteen year, and all you want to do is hang out with people older than you and be like people older than you and listen to music and and you start to fantasize about feeling the way the people who are singing those songs feel like. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. I haven't experienced that, but that's what it means to grow up is to feel like that. And so you connect with it, even though maybe you, it, you haven't experienced it yet because you're longing to, yeah. you're longing for heartbreak. You're longing for that kind of anger and betrayal and revenge. And, you know, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. I know we'll be listening to it a lot here. Um, yeah, Charlie and Cooper do not understand what they're singing about, but man, they love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, her first album is very good, but it's a lot of slow songs that are very ballady, mm-hmm. that are almost very like I don't want to say sad, but like they're about sadder feelings and experiences. And this is just like so. It's got a couple of those. It's got logical and the grudge um, that are and making the bed that are mm-hmm. a little bit slower and more ballady, but it's also balanced out by a lot of just fun energetic you know angry girl rock
2: yeah i like that yeah
0: no so, well thank you thank all you for right listening. listening
2: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I just enjoyed it
0: good me all too right. that's what i when i first listened to it i thought well, we're obviously going to talk about this because we're we have to but also i'm glad that this is what we're talking about because it feels like something that bridges that gap between a lot of the music you all have brought and music mm-hmm. of today um which is cool i thought so too yeah
1: well, that's, a, it's interesting. You you mentioned that it kind of, like, gets comparisons to Avril Lavigne, and it's like, in my day, Avril Lavigne was viewed as, like, a copy of, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what, like, Right Girl or, or Punk really was, and I don't feel the same way about this. Like, I yeah. don't think it, that's a fair comparison. I would say that she's pulling directly from, like, more prominent sure. influences mm-hmm. before yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Is, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, not that yeah.
1: Avril Lavigne did anything wrong. I think she got the same treatment in her day, but
0: right, she did, she did. Yeah, the teenage girl phenomena. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Well,
2: well, and if if anybody out there knows uh, Olivia Rodrigo's parents, Justin McRoy would really love to hang <laughs> out with them. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, he wants to be your friend. So well, there you go. <laughs> um, Sydney, what's next? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Something completely different um searching for things that i thought would be okay for us to talk about how about david the gnome <laughs> sure
1: yeah
2: um, that was a cartoon that was on back in the 80s um that i watched uh, late 80s early 90s here and um riley's never heard of it no so i hadn't until I believe, today i believe it's on youtube so check that out David the oh, all right all right well thank you again riley um As always, all music is on
1: Apple Music. (laughs) All music is on Apple Music. (laughs) Where
2: everyone listens to it. Where everybody listens to their music. That's where you go.
1: And we go. We all go there. (laughs) That's where we go. Um,
2: But uh, you should check out Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Guts. It's very good. Uh, Not just the songs that are on TikTok. The other ones are good, too. Yeah. Um, But thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that you can listen to there. Um, You can email us at stillbufferingatmaximumfund.org. And thank you to novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl.
2: I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering.
1: And And I am am too.
2: I really gotta get my kids to stop yelling fame blanker.
0: So. Let's switch it out with that clean version, we'll never know. It's like hiding vegetables know, in there.
2: It's a little intense. Yeah. Uh, This is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun. And it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand-up comedy. We both do stand-up comedy and have since the dawn of Christ. Well, Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. (laughs) Uh, We started in the late 80s and we're still here. You can't kill us. So
1: go to The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. Jackie and Lori Show. show. New episodes Monday. Only on MaximumFun.org.
2: MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.